0: You're listening to The Rouge Report, brought to you by Young's Equipment, your MacDon headquarters. When you're in the field this harvest, let MacDon lead the way. MacDon headers are built tough to deliver worry-free harvesting performance with any crop, in any condition, and on any combine. Remember to go to youngs.ca and use the podcast code ROUGE, R-O-U-G-E, for your chance to win a
1: writer's prize package. Welcome to The Rouge Report, presented by Young's Equipment. I'm Cody Fajardo. And I'm Isaac Harker. Follow along as we tackle
0: CFL topics one point at a time. A Rough Rider podcast.
1: Welcome back to the Rouge Report special episode today. Our first defensive player joining the uh, quarterback realm of discussion. What do you think of this episode, Cody?
0: Man, I getting inside the brain of Cam Judge, a guy who made a ton of plays for us last year. Obviously, two that come to mind is the interception against Edmonton to clinch the West Division and then the huge hit in Montreal, um, the forced fumble, I believe, for a touchdown. Man, he just was wreaking havoc all over the field last year and just was Happy he was on our team and he wasn't hitting us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I got to practice against him without the uh, stakes being real because he is all over the place in coverage and off the edge and everything. And the the cool part about him is like, He's so laid back and cool and chill, and then once once he's on the field, like it's just like a, a switch flips. I've I've found that with most defensive
0: guys, they just an and offensive linemen for sure. It's like they're so cool in the locker room, and then all of a sudden they flip the switch, and then they're just natural born killers. And I'm like, where did this come
1: from? You know. <laughs> I guess I guess it'd just be hard to like live your full life on full tilt like that twenty four seven. It would be exhausting. I'm sure it would feel like you have dual personalities. Oh yeah. Right? You're like, which Uh, which me am I getting today? Am I getting the killer
0: or am I getting the calm?
1: (laughs) And also another thing I like about Cam is his uh, winter style. He's always got those uh, like cardigans on. He has that one Rough Riders cardigan. Oh, he's got swag for sure. Yeah, he He's got
0: something that we'll never have
1: and that's swag no matter (laughs) how hard we try. (laughs) He wears that Rough Riders like... um, Christmas hat you know what I'm talking about it like oh, goes yeah. over the ears looks like a hunter's cap and I'm uh, just like damn I w- I could try and pull it off and I would <laughs> I wouldn't be able to wear it I would
0: look like a tourist in the city <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly hey speaking of style we got a really good segue just allow me to wax poetic here for a second about like some quarterback play because I've been watching a lot of film because I've been missing the game a lot mm-hmm. and I've just found that like through my film study if i if you like you know those old apple commercials where they like it's just a silhouette of people like dancing with their ipods that played like a long time ago Uh (laughs) uh-huh well i feel like if you cut out a quarterback and had just a silhouette and nothing else i could probably tell you like who in the cfl it is or like if it's one of my like favorite nfl guys like i could definitely tell just by their mannerisms would would they have to move or is it a picture silhouette do you think the picture would be too hard I think the picture would be too hard, but once I saw him like moving in the pocket and stuff, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's Trevor Harris for sure." Or, like, "Oh, that's Breeze in the pocket." Like, you you can just tell by their functional movement and stuff.
0: That that uh, it's funny you bring that up because in in Toronto, we like uh, talked about us getting filmed behind the starting quarterback, and one uh, once a week we did like on the day one like just a normal practice. Um, we tried to imitate one quarterback during one play, you had to imitate any quarterback. And then the other quarterbacks had to guess when we rewatched the film and it was hilarious sometimes. And I will say this, Logan Kilgore has an incredible Peyton Manning, um, mimic because I was like dude is that Peyton Manning on the Toronto Argonauts <laughs> but yeah that's a cool feature to have I mean I, I would I wonder if we can get that as some bonus content that'd be kind of cool to get the silhouetted players and be like all right
1: who's this Isaac
0: oh you know? like
1: a, a real throwback like who's that Pokemon it's just the silhouette of a Pokemon <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta guess who it is
0: yeah we, yeah, we that should would definitely good. get that going no, yeah, that'd be good. Talking about Pokemon, I man, I used to grow up and I was all into Pokemon and getting the cards. And I remember my grandma would pick me and my brother up from school. And as grandmothers do, they always spoil the, the grandchildren, right? So she'd always mm-hmm. take us to like the local card shop and be like, okay, you guys get one pack of Pokemon cards. And we used to like always look and be like grandma's picking us up and sprint to the car because we knew pokemon cards were coming so she definitely paid for some of our love
1: <laughs> no dad i remember our grandma one of uh, our grandma bev would take us like to the supermarket and you like to play the crane game and we play the crane the crane game like repeatedly until we want something and it's just like those are the memories that you'll just remember just <laughs> getting oh, forever getting spoiled Talking
0: about the crane game. So my mom, she, uh, she works in the restaurant industry. She's been um, a general manager for multiple restaurants. And when she worked, um, I believe it was Applebee's back in the day when I was a kid, she used to come home with a stuffed animal every single night. And she got (laughs) so good at that crane game. She's like, yeah, after closing time, I usually put in a dollar and I'll just sit there and play a couple of times. And usually I win something. And then, so like, I actually got to watch her in action she's like going to the side of the glass going behind it like seeing the angle and i see her get it and i'm like man she just has it dialed in and now they changed it where the you know the crane portion doesn't fully clamp so they just mm-hmm. kind of rip you off now. But uh, back in the day, my mom, used, we used to have so many stuffed
1: animals around the house. <laughs> it, it's probably your mom's fault. She probably ruined it for everybody else because she got too good.
0: Yeah, they're like, we're losing so many stuffed animals at this one Applebee's in Orange County, California.
1: <laughs> Our margins, we, we will never financially recover from this. <laughs> What is that from? Oh, that's from uh, <laughs> Light or Tiger King. Yeah, He's like, I'm never gonna be able to recover from this. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh man, dude, I've just a complete lack of like live sports on TV. They're starting to come back, but okay, uh, just bear with me here for a second. I'm doing a lot more chores around the house. I started okay. power washing. It's so satisfying to power wash. But then I Ooh, got to yeah. thinking, we need a power washing league, buddy. <laughs> Wait, is it power washing? What is that? Yeah, like with the uh, with the water like streams right. that are shooting out and it cleans stuff like really thoroughly. Like oh, stuff pressure that you washing. Never get. Yeah, pressure washing. Okay. You said uh, a p- power washing league. Yeah, so I'm thinking we get a couple boards, we get them all dirty, and then you, oh, you're just nice. watching people like. For time trying to clean off these boards, or dude. Something. That's,
0: I mean, that's so relevant because my wife and I moved into our um, house on Thursday, and our deck was just kind of a little outdated and old. And so I bought a pressure washer, and as mm-hmm. we, I stained the deck. and I should actually post before and after pictures because I feel really proud about it. But that is so satisfying, like you are saying, when you just watch a board being cleaned by this power of the water. Oh
1: man, yeah, I can, I can sit there and do that for hours. Oh, yeah, definitely like in the top 10 most satisfying things to just like <laughs> watch things. <laughs> What's number one? What do you think would be number one? Oh, man. Like in terms of like visually pleasing. Yeah. You remember those like videos that were used to go around like where people like would cut up soap into like tiny little cubes?
0: <laughs> no.
1: Those are those are really satisfying to watch. Like they take a knife to the end and all these little tiny cubes are just falling off and you're like, oh, that's pretty, it's pretty nice to watch. Like I mm-hmm. won't scroll past it. Yeah. I'm not working for them, but I won't scroll. <laughs> I'm not Google searching it, but if it popped up in my feed, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think a nice like cutting of fruit is very satisfying, like a, a like a watermelon, just like a fresh, like a perfect cut along the rind. Like that is very satisfying oh, to me. So
1: you're a big fruit ninja
0: guy too, when that yeah. was a oh, yeah. app Yeah, the the fruit ninja, it's not as satisfying because you cut them in half, and sometimes the cuts are like. Tangled, <laughs> but uh, but I'd much rather it be a nice, smooth
1: cut. Were you a Flappy Bird guy?
0: No, I never really got into Flappy Birds. I... Um, I don't play many games on my phone. I try not to be on my phone that much. I, I do download. some Laura's giving me this face right now because I I am the biggest. <laughs> this is funny. I'm the biggest sucker for advertised games. Like you know when okay. you're doing something and it's like oh download this game. I'm like wow that looks fun and I <laughs> and I download it. So like you can our
1: marketers dream. Yeah, dude. you
0: can probably thank me for all the the game ads you get because they're like wow this guy's download rates a hundred percent on these (laughs) games. So I usually download it. I'll play it for like, you know, 20 minutes. I'm like, this game sucks. And then I'll delete it. But at the time they really sell me on it. So I've been playing this recent game. It's like this counting numbers game where you got to count. You got to keep the number between 0 and 21. And uh, it's good for my brain just kind of processing numbers. But Laura's like, what are you playing? That (laughs) does not look fun. You're doing math. Is that fun?
1: (laughs) It's like the brain age games
0: for the DS. Yeah, or like Lumosity. I love Lumosity and those games. Those I always... Because I'm super competitive, so I'll just play them till I'm like really good. I don't think it helps my brain because I memorize a lot of the stuff, <laughs> and it's not really like defeating the entire good. purpose. <laughs> of it. Yeah, exactly,
1: because I'm like I'm gonna beat this game, so I just memorize it as opposed to let it do what it's supposed to do. You said you don't like you're not on your phone very much. Do you keep track of screen time with that? Yeah, like, I, I that put a limit everything.
0: Yep, I put a limit on myself, so I only give what? myself uh, an hour total. of uh, that Instagram and Twitter combined. So like a lot of people reach out to me on Twitter or something, but if I hit my limit, I try not to go on unless I really have to, but I'll try not to go on. So sometimes I feel bad because like a lot of people will reach out to me and it just kind of gets lost because there's sometimes where I'll hit my limit early, you know, like it's 12 o'clock and I've spent an hour total and I'm like, well, there goes that for the rest of the day. (laughs) Well, what do I do now? Yeah. It's like, (laughs) oh, twiddle my thumbs. (laughs) And then I'll tell Laura, like, hey, what's going on on Twitter right now? You know, I can't see it. So I <laughs> just to looking get her, over her shoulder at her phone. Come on, man. I need it. I need it.
1: <laughs> yeah, click that video. Click yep. that video. Sound. Sound. Yep. Yep.
0: <laughs> Can you just look something up for me really fast?
1: <laughs> I'm more of a Reddit guy than like Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, I knew you were sure. a Reddit guy. You you love Reddit
0: is actually really beneficial when you're like looking to buy something and just reading reviews and on, on things that's what i like reddit for people, people are so like, helpful dude yeah, there's so many helpful.
1: good communities of like if you have a hobby that's like no matter how obscure it is you could find a subreddit for it and people will just help you it's yeah, awesome
0: yeah that's that's really cool currently laura and i were we moved into our house and so she is baking cookies for the neighbors we're gonna go around and introduce ourselves. <laughs> as the Fajardos and meet our new neighbors and stuff. So um, it's been fun. We've moved in, we've got all of our furniture. It looks like a home. We were on a, like a air mattress for the first three three days until our bed got delivered. And the problem <laughs> with, our air, with this air mattress is it was small. And so Sully, our dog, will absolutely take the entire thing over. Like he'll jump on the bed. The other night, it was hilarious. He jumped on the bed. And I'm moving i trying to move him and he's leaning into my hand. He's not letting me push him. <laughs> and he's like a 65-pound dog, but he's feels 200 pounds, or he'll just go dead weight in the middle and he'll just lay there and you'll try and pick him up. And he is getting <laughs> so pissed and so like grown up like mm, and you're trying to move him. But yeah, he, and so there's some nights I'll wake up and Laura is in the fetal position at the top of the bed. I am slight, slightly off. My legs are just hanging off the bed and I'm at a side angle and Sully is spread out on the entire bed, just <laughs> king of the castle. And I'm like, how the hell do we let this little dog take over our whole bed? So we bought a king size bed and we're like, all right, no more taking over because this is a
1: big bed. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it keeps air well because like it could end up being like a lake blob situation. Like you and Sully are like big dudes and then she, your wife is so tiny, you could just like send her into the ceiling <laughs> if you guys <laughs> get down on the bed too fast. Yeah, he's, well, he's
0: usually on the bed before us. And so there's times where we have to lure him out of the room and then me and Laura – book it for their bed and we just start sprinting down the hall and we're like get to the bed and he's like chasing after us so we'll like lure him with a treat be like all right come on Sully, get off the bed and then we have to sprint to the bed to claim our spot and then he jumps up and he gets so mad but that's what's fun about having dogs i mean are you a dog guy have you grown up with a lot of or have you grown up with dogs or
1: Uh, We haven't really had any family pets, but we've got a couple like outdoor cats that we saved that were like strays and they were really hungry and as babies and stuff. So we kind of like fed them and they just wow, kind of nice. roam, roam our backyard. Now they took care of our groundhog problem. So that was cool. Oh, that's really <laughs> cool. Yeah. They're, they're already paying,
0: you know, doing their
1: uh, due diligence over there, earning their keep. <laughs> yeah. We, we treat them like uh like farm cats. Like for the first couple of weeks you have them, you feed them once a day and then if they're hungry, they'll figure out the rest and yeah. take care of your own problem. <laughs>
0: Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Or do you think you would get it when you're all settled and
1: moving out and stuff? Or do you think you'd get a dog? I think I'd like to have a dog. It's just, I don't know if I'm, I can barely take care of myself as it is right now. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe further down the line when I'm a little more settled down, then yeah. I could probably handle
0: a dog. No doubt. Yeah. Dogs are the best. The best part about having a dog is it doesn't matter if I leave the house for a minute or an hour or a day, they are always so happy to see you and just coming <laughs> home to a happy wagging dog. It's uh it's truly incredible.
1: And um, I'm excited to, let's just get right into this interview because Cam judge just a lot of really good insight and honestly a fascinating interview because he's had a, a crazy career and journey through football.
0: Yeah. I hope you guys enjoy this. He's had not only a crazy career, career but also just a crazy lifestyle with Mm -hmm. famous parents and uh just moving around all over the place so hope you guys enjoy and uh here's our first defensive player he was the most outstanding canadian nominee for the west and so um without
1: further ado cam judge
0: All right, welcome into the Rouge Report. And uh, we got ourselves a very special guest, our first defensive player, Mr. Cam Judge, up for Canadian Player of the Year last year. What's up, Cam? How's your uh, offseason been? Been up to anything uh, fun or exciting?
2: Uh, You know, not too much. You know, mostly waiting out, waiting to see what happens with everything. But, you know, it's been good spending time with some family and stuff, talking to some people, you know contact might have fell off a little bit in recent years so you know finding the positives in the every day but how are you how have you been doing
0: Pretty good. I mean, every day has its own challenges and it just seems like from each individual day, it's like something new comes up. But what is nice is being home for summer. It's been seven years for me since I've been home for for summer. Usually we're obviously up in Canada. So being here for the 4th of July, that's going to be kind of memorable, even though you can't do anything. <laughs> but uh, just being there for 4th of July, um, it'll be a lot of fun. So looking forward to that. Definitely.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fourth of July is always a great time.
1: For sure. And you've got the best of both worlds growing up, kind of dual citizen status.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you get Canada Day on top of Fourth of July, so you can't really complain there.
0: (laughs) So we kind of did some digging and found out you were born in Montreal. Correct. And your dad was doing a TV show while in Montreal. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, he was doing a show called Sirens.
0: Okay. And you were there for what? Only a couple months though, right?
2: Yeah, I think uh, like three months after I was born. And
0: then where'd you guys go from there?
2: Uh, And then from there, we moved to Renando Beach in California.
0: And then you moved back up to Canada, to Vancouver? Is that correct?
2: Yes. Yes. When I was like three, we moved back up there for another show my dad got cast on.
0: Man, so you're just kind of all over the place. And so I guess one of our questions for you, growing up with a dad that was an actor and a mom that was a model, was that kind of like the norm for you? Or did you like be like, yeah, this is just my life? Or how did your friends, did your friends say anything? I mean, I can't imagine growing up with not only one famous parent, but two parents that are kind of in the limelight nonstop.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was definitely an experience. I mean, moving around, I mean, it was, I got to meet a lot of people growing up. So that's probably my favorite thing from the whole thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, people find out, I mean, I think it was just this last year at camp when uh, people on the team were starting to find out about my dad. So <laughs> you see, that, see how that goes, you know, you get some, some laughs, you know, people see thing, uh see things he was in and they, realize oh i remember watching that you know so it's uh it's good for some conversation starters and you yeah, know overall I'd, it's been a pretty fun experience i'd say
1: i was one of those people because i just had heard randomly through the grapevine that he was voice of kratos and god of war and my jaw hit the floor i was like <laughs> what There's no way that's wild
2: uh, yeah yeah i remember i loved that game growing up when he got cast for that man i couldn't believe it either
0: did you guys get a free copy of the game
2: yeah <laughs> did you get an early release
0: or did you have you got it when everyone else got
2: it I, I think we got it on the same day as it released still though I don't nice know. Yeah, I don't think we got the early look
0: It kind of leads me, I mean, into my next thing. So your dad was voices for obviously video games. He was in movies and TV shows. Was there any one of those that kind of like, you were like, whoa, that's my dad? Or all three of them? You're like, "My my dad's awesome.
2: (laughs) Uh, You know, kind of growing up with it, you know, I didn't really like think too much. You know, I just, it was my, just my dad, you know, the whole time. Like Mm -hmm. it was hard to see him as anything other than that, you know, anything, seeing him in other things other than my dad, it was kind of just like, like something you laugh at, like oh, what's like <laughs> little, like oh, look at dad, what's what's he doing? <laughs> so yeah, it was it was kind of just like it wasn't really too crazy.
0: And and then on the other side of the spectrum, so your mom is a model, and so did she have to travel a lot? Like did she have to leave the country a lot, or was most of her modeling done in the U.S.? Was it done in Canada? She uh, was born and raised in Canada. Is that right?
2: yes she was born in edmonton and then she was raised in bc and then uh yeah she moved uh i think her like her late late teens early 20s she that's when she moved down to the state and uh, i mean she had my brother before she had me so her modeling kind of slowed down by the time i came around
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know she was on to mom mode so <laughs> I, I never really saw too much firsthand gotcha. with her on on the job Gotcha.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's just such a unique growing up for you with an actor and a model. So, but just to dive in, I guess, into your, into your background. So you went down to California, played at a powerhouse high school, Oaks Christian high school. Oh, Man, yeah. They were always in the news. Always. I mean, me being an orange County guy, I, I knew a lot about Oaks Christian, some of their notable alumni, Cassius Marsh, uh, Jimmy Clausen, Nick Montana, Trevor Gretzky, all these, you know, famous guys. Um, what, what decided, for you to go there, because obviously it's a private school. Were you thinking about going public school, or did you uh, know that you were going to Oaks Christian pretty much your whole time when you were in uh, middle school?
2: Uh, yeah, pretty. I knew I was going to go there. My brother, my older brother, played there, and so like I was, I'd do uh, be the water boy. in My eighth grade. When I was in eighth grade, I was the water boy for the team too. <laughs> so like, it was, it was, yeah. I knew I was going to go there, pretty much in seventh grade.
1: And then, like. Going to Oaks Christian you were able to be coached by these like kind of legends Bill Riddell and Clay Matthews jr Those are like they're legendary dudes. What did they bring to the table? Like in terms of your development as a linebacker and everything?
2: Oh man, that 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 changed my whole path as a linebacker. I feel like I came into high school I was a running back and that was it like I was gonna play running back. I was gonna go to Oregon (laughs) so uh, then I got with Clay Matthews, you know, in my sophomore year. He says, "Oh, well, you you have a chance to start on varsity as a as a linebacker." So I was like, "Well, I mean, <laughs> I his word for it. If he sees me as a linebacker like that, I'll do it." Yeah,
1: so again, I, you, I, you I, said uh, you were you were going to Oregon and everything. Was that mostly because your dad had played ball there? Was that like your dream school for college coming out?
2: Yeah, man, my whole life I didn't see myself going anywhere but Oregon until. This is pretty much my senior year.
0: <laughs> no way. Okay, so that's something we like to dive in on. This um, I like to talk about recruiting processes because everyone has a different recruiting process. And you, obviously, going to UCLA, like you probably had the pick of the litter. Like you could go wherever you wanted. So, what? Uh, take me through. So, senior year. Take me through just your process. H- how many offers did you have going into your senior year? Um, did you already have? You were you already committed by the time you were a senior? Um, just kind of walk me through that whole process.
2: Uh, yeah, so I got my first offer after, when I think it wasn't until after my junior year. Like, I had been getting some, I had been talking to some schools the whole season, but no one pulled the trigger until after the season, my junior year. So, yeah, I, I started getting, it started getting pretty heavy. I think I had about 25 going into the start of my senior year season. But I I had wanted, I wanted to commit before I went into that season. And, uh, I mean, as I said, my whole life, I saw myself going to Oregon, but actually Mm. I didn't get an offer from Oregon.
0: Dang. Come on, Oregon, figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) out. Especially with your dad's lineage, huh? Most of the time you have a guy with a a father or older brother who goes to a college. They're usually the first ones who reach out and and offer, but that's interesting to me. Even after having packed 12 offers, you never got one from Oregon, huh?
2: Yep, I think it was just them and are them Stanford and Cal. They were the only Pac-12 schools.
1: Okay. Was your older brother really interested in Oregon too? And how how was yeah. it? Was his or did he was he in love with UCLA from the get go? Uh, well, my my brother didn't
2: end up going to UCLA. He went to Cal Poly. So he went oh, to Air okay. Force. He went to Air Force initially out of college. I mean, out of high school, and then he transferred after two years there to Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo.
1: Oh,
2: cool! Yeah, so I mean, once I saw Oregon, I couldn't keep holding my breath on that. You know, I just looked at my options, and uh, yeah, it came down to UCLA, and I've—I I mean, I liked everything i liked everything they were presenting, and so I, that's where I chose to go. And then I had like a like late in the process, I, I fluttered between Arizona State as well. But yeah, I, did you uh,
0: take five? Did you take five visits, or did you? I- Man, no, I took one. What? In- that's the biggest panic, Judge. I, come dude, on, now.
2: My whole life, my dad told me he's like, when you get to high school, take your officials. He's yeah. like, that's my. Biggest, he's like, that's my biggest regret because he didn't do it either. And like, what do you know? I did not do the same. Thing.
0: <laughs> what happened? How come you didn't? How, how come you didn't? Uh, how come you didn't take your officials? You just didn't have time, or you like, you went to UCLA and fell in love with it, and you're like, this is where I want to go.
2: It was a little bit of like I knew where I was generally going, and. I don't I, I felt like I didn't want to waste time like and I I wasn't the biggest fan of flying and stuff like I had one scheduled to Oregon State one time too and then like I don't know I was like ah oh, I, I don't know I if I going to fly <laughs> John That's Madden like, mode. You just don't yeah. want to fly then <laughs> looking back it's like who knows what I could have seen there and experience you, got,
0: you get pampered though on your on your visits man they treat you like a king
2: man, i know i don't know what else.
0: <laughs> okay so now we know what your biggest regret is in life that's good to know <laughs> okay so ucla you get on campus fall in love with it um was 2013 your first year yeah so we we played you guys in the rose bowl first game of the year do you remember that oh, game
2: yeah. yes sir that was my first career game did you tackle me no, I I just lost uh, special teams that year.
0: Okay, okay. Man, I just remember we we had a chance with you guys. We were, I think we were down six at halftime, yeah. and we were walking to the locker room. remember Coach Mora was your guys' head coach, I believe. Uh-huh. A- and he was just like, We got to find a way to stop the quarterback. He's running all over us. And that felt good for me because UCLA was my dream school. And yeah. being from Orange County and I'm like, I'm gonna show these guys. I'm gonna show these guys. I was so hyped for this game. And then we come out of the locker room and uh we go three and out. They block the punt, you guys block the punt score. <laughs> Were you on that punt punt team? The punt? Uh,
2: Yes, I was. Yeah, number 40. Yes, I remember that number 46 ran it back in.
0: And you guys ran (laughs) and then our entire sideline was just deflated. And then you guys put the whooping on us. I think Shaq went six catches, 81 yards and a touchdown uh, against us. So, yeah, you guys you guys definitely put a beat down on us. But I was so hyped for that game and I was like, I'm going to show these guys and we got spanked. But uh, so did you how much how much did you know Shaq? um obviously being on the same team were you guys close while you're at
2: ucla uh the thing the thing about my year at ucla we went and did a, a navy seals training before the season started so i feel like honestly we got pretty close as a team as a whole like mm-hmm. you know like we had a good energy around the team like you know we say what's up to everyone like me and shaq he was a senior i was a freshman so it's not like we were hanging out and stuff but like you know like I don't know. We did, you know, like it wasn't like when he got to Sask. It was like, oh, hey, I'm Cameron. Like, you know, it was like, oh, yeah, what's yeah. up, <laughs> you know, like, it was Like, you know, we got we we had that year. Like, obviously, we are different in years, but I feel like we had a good year on that team where, like, we were built strong as a team. We had good camaraderie on that team and stuff. But, like, anyone from that team is like I consider a good friend of mine. And at the end of the day, you know.
1: Well, for sure. And then coming, coming out of there, you, you had obviously a, a great career at UCLA, but I, it says people, that weren't like sure that you were Canadian. So people were kind of <laughs> surprised that the riders took you second overall. What was that like? Just like a whirlwind. People were like, who is oh, this guy?
2: <laughs> man, I remember I was at practice one time before my, st- during my senior year and we had a punter on my team who was Canadian and he's like, Hey judge, are you in the CFL draft? And I was like, no and he's like dude someone hit me up on facebook about it and i was like oh really and then so i go home i look at my facebook messages and then sure enough I, I I had the message from someone too and then so i sent in my stuff and then or i don't even think i sent in my stuff then i was just like oh okay but then like it came back around because then i was training with the same kid for pro day and he brought it up again and then i was like oh that's right so when i got a contract, <laughs> sent my stuff I think I got entered into the draft like a week before it happened no way (laughs) you totally switched up the big board Bad. it was crazy (laughs) and then I'm in I remember I was in bed and I got a call from Edmonton like early in the morning it wakes me up and so he's talking to me he goes all right he's like you do know you're gonna be a top five pick right I was like Uh no sir I did not know that (laughs) he's like yeah well we have pick five and we'll we'll take you there if you're there and I was like oh okay sweet
0: (laughs) dang so and then you go second overall growing up did you have um a favorite CFL team did you watch much CFL football or were you Uh, kind of NFL only
2: I watched a little bit the Lions were definitely my favorite team when Mm -hmm. I remember when they had uh like Casey Printers and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah. I went to, I actually went to a Grey Cup game. What? Uh, I don't remember. what in Vancouver? Year. Yeah, they were playing at BC Place. It was, I think it was Edmonton was playing somebody, but it was funny actually because then Coach Jones was telling me my rookie year, he was actually coaching in that no game too.
0: No way. Oh my That's gosh. Wild.
1: <laughs> the football world is so small. People just always have connections, like super weird oh. connections like that, like across the board.
2: Oh man, that's like, I was just visiting my girlfriend in Las Vegas and uh, we go to a store and the, one of the guys like, oh, hey, you want to see a big guy? And he shows me one of my teammates from UCLA who plays for the Raiders now.
0: You want to see a big guy? <laughs> yeah.
2: like you're talking about, we're in the Raiders store.
0: Oh, okay, okay. okay yeah. I thought you just saw this guy at the grocery store, and he's like, "Hey, man, you want to see a big guy?" I'm like, what? No, I'm just here to get groceries. So, um, yeah, I just want to get my peaches and get out of here.
2: Yeah, I that off here.
0: Okay, so, but, but I just want to—I mean, I guess—dive into this a little bit, a little off-topic. We usually go off the rails once every episode, huh, Isaac? So this is probably oh, yeah. one time. Is your girlfriend—is she a cop in Vegas? Yes, she is. Yeah. So how how is she how are you dealing with all this craziness? And how is kind of she dealing with all this craziness? Cause obviously that's probably one of the jobs you do not want to have right now, no matter who you are, you know, just because it's yeah. so much backlash. Is she stressed out? Is she thinking about like, man, I don't know if this is for me?
2: Uh, she's definitely been stressed out. I mean, yeah, I mean, rightfully so, but I mean, she she, you know, she's a strong woman and she's one of the ones who she wants to be the one to you know start change, getting, yeah, exactly getting mm-hmm. change done. you know she wants to you know, after she's on the force work her way up, you know, and be able to make some of those changes. So mm-hmm. now it's definitely been a trying time for her, like I know she's stressed out and going through a lot, but yeah, yeah man, but
0: that's awesome that she wants to be the change and she's in a position to do it because it's kind of got to happen from the within, you know. So.
2: Exactly. Like, and she can she's she acknowledges that there's wrong going on across the country, you know, in different departments. Like not of course, not all of them, but uh, you know, she acknowledges what's what's out there. And so yeah, yeah. I think that's a good first step. Wow,
0: yeah, that's, that's incredible. Awesome. Good good mm-hmm. for her. So are you are you staying in uh SoCal right now?
2: Yes. And you go
0: back and forth from Vegas to SoCal?
2: Yeah. Do you I drive? Just- yeah. Oh, yeah. I just drive.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I just touched a base on this. So, you're afraid of flying still? Like road trips? You're uh, afraid?
2: <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm afraid of flying still, but if the drive is less than five five hours, uh, yeah. I'll. I'll- driving
0: because uh-huh. i'll I'll never forget here's a kind of an inside story and most of our fans or listeners like hearing like the inside stuff uh-huh. uh, we were on a flight and big micah johnson always <laughs> sat behind us and this dude is freaking out on one of the flights and we're like It's going to be okay. And you know him. He's like one of the biggest guys. And you're like, you would never think that that guy's afraid of anything. And he's like, nope, Cody, I'm afraid of flying. And I'll let you know I'm afraid of flying. And it was just being in front of him. I'm like, you know, you think of him as this terrorizer on this field, this incredible defensive tackle, and then a little turbulence. And he's like, oh, no, I can't handle this.
1: (laughs) So, his arms around my arm (laughs) use me as a stress ball. That guy's so big, man. He's got (laughs) big (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing.
0: Like, most of us football, I mean, most of the football guys, we have to fly, right? So, there's a lot of guys on those flights that are afraid to fly. And, but it's the only way you can do it because nobody's driving from, you know, Saskatchewan to BC. Unless you're John Madden, <laughs> like we talked about, but yeah. So just touching base. So out of college, you um, you went to mini camp with the Texans. Was yeah. is that right? Mm-hmm. And was and you were there. For, were you there all the way up to training camp, or how long did you spend mm-hmm. with them?
2: No, nah, it's, it's actually unfortunate. So UCLA were on the quarter system. So after I did the rookie camp. Whether I got a contract or not, I had to go back to school. I couldn't do any of the OTAs. No way. So, so yeah. And then, being yeah. you know, an undrafted guy too, you know, that kind of hurt yeah. me.
0: So what happens? I mean, dra- obviously when you're drafted, you got a better, you're going to make the team when you're high draft pick. So even like the high draft pick guys had to go back, finish school and then go?
2: Yeah. Um, the only way is if you graduated early. Like, Oh, if you gotcha. Mm. Classes, but I, I, I didn't even know about that rule. Dang. Yeah, that killed you, huh? I was man. I was. I, I said to him when he told me, I was like, "Right, well, I'll drop out." <laughs> <I> was, <Yeah. laughs>
0: Come on, Cam. You know that wasn't worth
2: it. Yeah, he goes, oh, "No, nah, it doesn't work like that."
1: <laughs> so i I've been interested in this because as quarterbacks, like we're pretty tight in the position group and everything, but we never get to play out there with each other. What's that like dynamic, like being out there between the guys that you get to watch film with and you're spending a ton of time with during the week.
2: Oh dude, it's so much fun. Cause like you like sitting in a meeting room or something, like when you talk about something with someone and then like, out on the field like you see them do it and then you just look at them and you just know like you no know, no worries even or if that's like me and you Isaac you know no worries to be yeah this, this is,
1: is a like, this is interesting man. for us because normally when we make eye contact in the locker room we just nod our heads <laughs>
2: and go about our business oh yeah we already understand what's about to happen exactly
0: Play. uh yeah well talk to me about like individual guys because like at linebacker, talk to me about like Solly, what you learned from him, Moncrief, um, even Sam Hurl, like guys who have played the played the
2: position for a, a while. Oh, I mean, let's see. Um, let's, we can start with Solly. Solly's a guy, you know, you're going to hear him out on the field. So, you know, it takes away a lot of the thinking you got to do. And uh, especially even it comes down to film. I don't know if uh, you would have saw in the last game of the, the playoff game. Like there's one play and just his film study, like he literally comes and lines up farther outside than me <laughs> and like they wow. ran a stretch right to him like and tackle for a loss or like you know it's just things like that you're like damn out on the field like mm-hmm. that's something I'm trying to do next year <laughs> you know, so, and then but then like you look guys like Kreef I mean he's whew, like he just moving out there like you can just see a blur coming by you sometimes you're just like whoa. And then, you know, it's like, all right, let me, let me get going. Let me get going. You know, yeah. I love playing with guys like Kreef, you know, like just his energy, just is yeah, infectious. And
0: I remember looking at Kreef before games, like we were in the huddle and his eyes are just like popping. And I'm like, oh, this guy's going to kill someone. Like,
2: Yeah, you just know he's ready to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's re- more ready to go. You know, I, I love that.
1: So, and then this is also pretty interesting to me is like, what is the most satisfying thing about playing linebacker? Is it, like, the big hit, or is it diagnosing a play to get a pick or, like, beating a guy in the rush to get a sack or the touchdown? I mean, like, what's your favorite part about it?
2: Oh, my favorite part, hmm. I feel my favorite part is just when offense has nowhere to go. Like... (laughs) Where it's like, like say like a back, he run up the middle, he go bounce it outside. He, there's someone there, he goes to run back. There's someone there, you know. Like, <laughs> I love when it's just fit up, just perfect. Everyone doing their job, like it's just the nicest feeling. Like, and I feel like it's just so deflating to a offense. Like they just, we got nowhere to go out there, you know. So I feel like, yeah, it's it's nice to get a pick or something, but I'm like, I'm not saying that doesn't, that's not nice either. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, you know, I'm, it's, I'd like it's like, you know, the blitz gets home. The quarterback got to make that quick throw. Then it's mm. someone breaking right there. You know, that fits into, like, just everything working together. So, you know, it's not real one specific kind of play. It's more just the result of when everything flows together. I think that's my favorite play, whatever that result is.
1: Yeah, like every, every facet just blend together, just like smothering an offense. Because I know there's times like every offense feels it where you're just like, we, we can't do anything. We can't go yeah. outside. We can't throw. We can't run.
0: It's like, yeah. They're everywhere. There's 35 guys out there.
2: <laughs> See, seeing ghosts.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's you remember that? They said that on the sideline. It was a yeah. game. He's <laughs> seeing ghosts out there. Um, take me back to last year. You made, obviously, a lot of big-time plays. What was your favorite play? There's two on the top of my head that I can think of right now that I would, I'm would. i sure are up there, but I just would like to hear from you. What, what was your, like, man, that was my favorite play uh, from last
2: year? I mean, it's, it's definitely down either between the pick at Edmonton or the hit at Montreal. Yeah, that's
0: the two I had for sure.
2: Yeah. Man, just both of those feelings. That's that just something that's hard to even describe. Like,
0: and the thing about it, like, okay, the, the pick in Edmonton pretty much sealed us as the West um, Division champs. And then the tackle fumble for, I believe, touchdown we didn't score an offensive point in that game and we won the game, which is absolutely crazy. I just remember love to see it. And I'm like, We didn't have to score and we won. Wow. Quarterbacking is easy. <laughs> but yeah, man, that was that hit. I mean, and the angle that they got of that hit of you coming off the edge is so oh, sweet. And like you'll be able to show your kids that. Like you're yeah. gonna pop up the highlight tape, that's gonna be the first one dialed in. Your kids will be like, Wow, my dad was a beast. <laughs>
2: yeah they got that one so perfect
0: Uh, i want to touch base go back a little bit to um college uh just talk to me about the usc ucla because being orange county guy i always knew about that rivalry but just like i mean talk me through it what was that week leading up were you nervous was it like i mean it's always sold out right and always means so much just kind of talk me through that week
2: man so that week that it's, it's a special week, like because what I, what I learned in college is literally you could be having at, UC, at UCLA, you could be having a horrible season, but that USC week comes around. Oh, <laughs> you geez. win that
0: game, you're good. One one in ten, you win that game, you're good.
2: Huh? Yeah, yeah you, you can salvage something from the seasons. You can salvage like, some fond memories if you just win that game. Like, but like we got a we got a bonfire the week leading up to it. You know, a lot of most of the students come out to that and man just that's is it hatred
0: rivalry is it just like the fans are brutal oh, uh it, players are hat- brutal
2: it, it's hatred i remember we're my i think it was my first year yeah my my rookie uh freshman year we went over to sc and some it was out on the field like pre pregame so like right when they're getting to the field and we are already down there and oh, they, they did a little prayer circle in the middle. And right when that was over, oh, the, it was barking, like they almost <laughs> down like four hours before the game. <laughs> Let like, us pray
0: first, then we'll fight.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was literally like, they literally finished the prayer, turned around and it was odd. Like, I don't
0: know how you can flip that switch. You're like so peaceful, praying, like, man, I just hope everyone's safe. And then you turn around like, I'm gonna kill you. It's like, oh
2: dear. <laughs> For our safety, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it's just stuff like that. But yeah, we started out two and zero too. So man, that was so that was a nice feeling.
0: What was your What was your record against them? Your four ah, years there,
2: two and two. Oh, so you
0: started out two and zero and then lost the last two. Yeah, man. And the games were fairly close, or were, or they. they uh, I
2: remember they were always pretty close. Yeah, they were pretty close except for the last the last year we played them. I know they gave us the works pretty bad. Was that 2016? Uh yeah, that's 2016. Yeah. yeah and that was at their place? Rose Bowl, nah, in the Rose Bowl too. Ooh, that hurts. I remember they were doing push-ups on the doing rock paper scissors for push-ups on the sidelines.
0: Oh man, they're taunting you guys. <laughs> yeah. <Man.
2: laughs> That still makes me mad.
0: Yeah. That, you're like the water boy. You just got to channel that and use it in the CFL
1: now.
2: Q. <laughs> Q. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, last year you were our unanimous most outstanding Canadian, but I feel like for for every player that reaches like a, a level like that, there's always some adversity and everything. I know you had a hard time like com- coming out of college and that process with the Texas and everything, but was your first year with the riders tough just because of all the injuries keeping you off the field? Like where was your mindset at and how has it helped you like get where you're at today?
2: Man, my mindset was in the gutter at the time. But <laughs> like man, cause coming up to Sask, I was like, Well, like I didn't play too I never was a full time starter at UCLA, you know. So I was like coming up here, I'm like, Well, I got a fresh start, like I'll be playing again and then like second game of the year, uh dislocate my shoulder and then like at that point i was just like man like is my body made made for football like you know that's my that was my second surgery like not like i mean it comes with the game but just like yeah, wow. right. at that time like i was just all thinking all negative things and just i just felt like i don't know just no positive thoughts and stuff i was in a tough place but then yeah, I mean, it's just what got really- you? What,
0: what got you through that, or what got you out of that? I think that's a big thing too, because I mean, not even athletes. There's sometimes people are just having a rough week, and they get in these bad spots. Like, what what pulled you out of this negative mentality and got you? I mean, obviously, to your greatest year in the CFL
2: last year. Um, yeah, what got you through it? Man, I mean, I just talked to, you know, my mom, my dad, and Coach Jones at the time was the head coach, you know, I just talked to them, you know, just told them how I was feeling and all that, you know, they and then just like things even outside of football, you know, and just show, you know, people really care for me as a person, you know. And then at the same time, I feel like I also had to do some self-reflecting, you know, and just not be the victim in every situation that I was facing at the time, you know, and I had to take some things head on and, you know, I had to work on myself. I had to work on things. went back to school. I finished out my degree. And, you know, I just, just, you know, just stopped me. I feel like I just got rid of a victim mentality. Like not saying that's what leads everyone into that place. That's just how my personal situation was. No doubt. And, uh, yeah, and then I just I remember the next year I was something that really helped me too, like because my second year, you know, I'm kind of thinking, OK, I almost retired, you know, like how everyone going to be looking at me. Like so I was just kind of business as you like business, business, like yeah, football, you know, keep to myself.
1: Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that because I know you were thinking about stepping away from it like at like in the middle of your rookie season. Is that what you were doing during that period was just like. Like, is this for me because of the body and everything? Like, you just gotta put, like, put your mind through the paces, I guess, of everything.
2: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and like, just really think about like how blessed I was to have the opportunity to still be playing at all. You know. Yeah, Mm
0: -hmm. there's definitely a camp judge jog off the field where your one shoulder slopes a little bit lower than the other, (laughs) and you're usually (laughs) exhausted. And I'm like, I remember jogging on the field sometimes. I'm like. Man, we better string some first downs together. Get Cam some water because he is tired right now. <laughs> How many snaps do you think you played last year? Because you were on a lot of special teams as well.
2: I'm yeah. sure I think I think I was close to a thousand because that what was that the the award we had the Ironman. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Ed had the most with like eleven hundred yeah so the thing i I missed the calgary game though oh yeah so he had a game on you huh yeah so and then i I think i was probably like mid 900s to low
0: that's a ton of plays especially on defense when you're hitting somebody pretty much every play and special teams like quarterback you can play a thousand and we probably get hit hopefully uh, about 400 times but uh you guys are getting somewhere there's contact somewhere. Like if it's falling into the pile late or just wrapping up a guy and guys just kind of falling on you. So there's like contact every single play. So oh, pretty yeah. dang impressive for you to play, you know, 950 plus snaps and, and get away as, as healthy as you did. Yeah. I do have to state though. You are my dad's favorite player. And he's always like, man, I love watching that judge kid. I'll, I'll just stare at him the whole time on defense. He's like, I don't even care where the ball goes. I know that he'll be right where the ball is at. I'm like, yeah, I'm not your favorite player. He's like, no, it's my favorite player.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. I, I love you, dad. That was, it was a fun time meeting him out at the awards. He's a great guy.
0: Yeah, he's just got such a, a great personality. He gets along with everyone. That was such a, a fun week. I mean, as much as it sucked First of all, getting skunked in the awards, which <laughs> was terrible. And second of all, not being in the Grey Cup, but just being able to spend time. I know you spent time with your your mom came out and your girlfriend came out. Just mm-hmm. being able to spend that time with your family when you don't have anything to worry about football-wise. You can just kind of relax and go to certain events. I, I do remember that was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, man, it sure was.
0: Yeah, sweet. Other than when you're up for an award, and you're like, I remember I was so nervous for the MOP. And I'm just sitting there, I got my speech already. And I'm like, Oh, maybe I got a chance. Maybe I got a chance. And then they're like, all right, MOP Brandon Banks. And then my heart just like drops, you know, and it's just like (laughs) one of those situations that you're in talk me through that because i was like man cam's got a chance i was like out of all of us even coach dickie and i were like look cam's got the best chance for us we we don't think we have a chance
2: <laughs> yeah, man that's the way it's like yeah you're like going through the last touch-ups on what you're gonna say like yeah
0: but it was a fun the award show was fun they did a nice job with that and
2: so yeah Oh, yeah, yeah. It was well, we, that, just,
0: that just kept us hungry for this year coming up, man. We got something to prove. Oh, you can't put exactly. everything in your first – like, I was keep telling myself that. I was like, I can't win everything my first year as a starter. God's like, no, no. man. You, you're, I'm not going to throw you everything.
2: You got to still work for something. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I staring you in the face all off season.
0: Yep. Oh, man, exactly. you have no idea how much that crossbar has fueled me this off season. You exactly. guys have no idea, like – one more rep, I'm pushing through, and it's not a team, it's not a player, it's that damn crossbar that I'm <laughs> trying to overcome. <laughs> so uh, going into the two minute drill,
2: are you ready for this? Oh, yes sir, let's okay, go. So, uh,
0: the way we're gonna do it is I'm gonna read you 10 and then Isaac will read 10 and then we'll just switch off, um, every, alternate every 10 so it's not like we take a lot of your time doing uh, us alternating each question. The time will not start, like Family Feud, until the first question is asked. Let me set a timer here. Okay, here we go. Are you ready, Cam? Yes. All right, what is the trophy called that you play for versus USC? A victory bow. Overall record of USC versus UCLA
2: rivalry. What do you think Uh, UCLA's record is? I say about we're about five hundred.
0: <laughs> how many how many steps is there in Jan's steps on on UCLA's campus? Uh,
2: one hundred and twenty-five.
0: What does www stand for in a URL?
2: World Wide Web.
0: What country consumes the most chocolate per capita? Uh, America. Carpet or hardwood? Hardwood. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Coffee or tea? Tea. Favorite day of the week? Saturday. Texting or talking?
2: Talking.
1: Favorite city in the U.S. besides the one you live in?
2: Uh, oh. Oh, jeez. yeah time, Vegas. time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nickname your parents used to call you
2: the, the, uh, they didn't
1: <laughs> <laughs> good answer good answer would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals animals favorite holiday christmas why
2: Uh, it's just uh, I don't know it's just good family time just good feelings like I feel like cold
1: like (laughs) snuggled up it's like (laughs) (laughs) Uh, invincibility or super strength invincibility is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers no (laughs) first celebrity crush
2: Uh, Jennifer Lopez
1: beer wine or spirits beer dawn or dusk dawn time dang that not bad yeah. I'm showing two
2: four five six seven eight nine 19 dang
0: you didn't talk about christmas for 20 seconds <laughs> and why you love
2: christmas hey. It's my favorite holiday, man. You got me going.
0: You're like struggling, and it's fun. Family, I'm like,
2: come on, Kim. We got to get through these questions. <laughs> I, got, I got lost in Christmas time,
1: <laughs> man. The 19th
2: spirit seems to be the thing,
0: but awesome. Appreciate you coming uh-huh. on the show, Cam.
2: Man, hey, a no doubt. Man. That, was, that was a lot of fun, man.
0: Yeah, man. We look forward to getting back on the field, man, being, you know, far away and not being in the locker room. It kind of sucks right now, but can't wait to see you in the locker room. Taking a lot of quarterbacks heads off, not ours, other quarterbacks and uh, getting back to that again to the great cup and winning that great cup
2: this year. That's the goal, right, man? Oh, yeah. That sounds perfect. Sweet.
1: Appreciate you, Judge. I appreciate
2: you guys, man. Have a good one. You too. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, that's Defensive Phenom and Most Outstanding Canadian for the Riders, unanimously voted upon from our team. And, I mean, fascinating stuff. Yeah, what a what a life, you know, famous parents and moving around all over the place, get to
0: play at UCLA, my dream school. Um, honestly, he's had some trials and tribulations, as all athletes have had, and he's overcame it and had an incredible year last year. And I think he hasn't hit his – potential he's can get so much better and i know he'll say that uh, himself and i can't wait to see him just dominate this league year after year after year
1: and i think that's the common denominator from people who are successful and at the top of their game is just like they've gone through something and gotten to their side and it's good to hear that everyone has those low points and that they need to to work dig this stuff i mean we've talked about mine and yours and everybody's who's come on the show so it's kind of cool to see that perspective
0: No doubt. Yeah. And and that's exactly it is just to continue to persevere. And also just know you can't get too high. You can't get too low as an athlete. You got to just kind of be even keeled all the way through it. But I hope our listeners enjoyed our Cam Judge interview. Hope they enjoyed this episode. Please, please, please go out, um, listen, rate, review. Um, All the feedback is very beneficial. And we just want to hear this so we can tailor made our podcast to our fans, to our listeners, and
1: just make it everything that you guys expect it to be. And make sure you're definitely subscribed because next week, not going to name names, but we got a really cool guest that I think a lot of the fans are really going to like and eat up. So make sure you're subscribed on however you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for listening to the Rouge Report presented by Young's Equipment, a Rough Rider podcast.
0: The Rouge Report is brought to you by Young's Equipment, your case IH dealer in southern Saskatchewan. Young's is home to a wide selection of new and used case IH combines to meet your needs for any size farm. Your experienced technicians and wide selection of parts will keep you running all season. Go to youngs.ca and use the podcast code Rouge, R-O-U-G-E, for your chance to win a writer's prize package.